Carrying huge space. Look how fast he's going. Polar opposite to the conditions he won in Lords. Rain so close. They're getting the last step down. The crowd is roaring. He is going to do it. He's going to smash the time. Downhill racer and our expert here today, Andrew Needling. All right. Hello, world. Welcome back. This is Moving the Needle podcast. I am stoked. I'm on site. A lot of adrenaline from yesterday. This is your Crank Brothers Race Review. They are synonymous with downhill racing. Now, last year, you kept hearing from me 11 years in a row with that elite title, the Mallet DH pedal. Well, it's now 12. Loic Bruni did it in front of a hometown crowd. It was insane. And then Valley Hole, monkey off her back, also doing it. So, yeah, good day for Crank Brothers. And this is the race review. I have roped in none other than Win Masters. We'll get to why he actually wasn't on the New Zealand team, which is unfortunate because he definitely deserved to be on it. But now he's got some incredible insight to share with us because he was on course for most of the week. Windmasters, thanks for making it down to my hotel room for putting the effort in. What a race. <laughs> Needles, it was probably the best downhill race I've ever seen, if I'm honest. Um, I have not seen one that's been better than that and I've never seen such a police presence after the race. And police escorts for the riders, it, it was unreal, yeah. Have you watched Woodstock 99 on Netflix? <laughs> I haven't, but well, I need, heard of it. need to watch it. Um, Lucas Shaw was just sitting in the finish area, like outside the finish area, and he's like, I'm just sitting here taking it in. I felt After like the, that in Lords, yeah. right? Uh, I was really stoked to be in Lords to watch Umri win in front of a home crowd. And they started swarming him a bit, and he looked like he was having fun, and then he looked a bit worried. And right then I said, if they don't figure out Leger, and I don't know how they're going to figure it out, we are going to have a mass riot on our hands, which we sort of did, but at least like the fans are just so pumped and a good energy. And uh, it was crazy. Yeah, it was absolute madness. That finish area is noth like nothing I've ever seen in a downhill race. It's almost something from other sports, but like maybe a football when they storm the stadium. That was that was probably as close as you get. Yeah, I on think. the broadcast, I was like, yeah, it's reminding me of like football hooligans. But thank goodness, um, there's not like a side. Okay, so luckily it was French that won. But I think yeah. he, whoever wins, like they're going to be stoked. Like I don't think they were going to be too negative, you know. Although yeah. we don't know because it was top three in the men's from France. <laughs> I mean, imagine Troy won. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah or they would have been, or maybe a Brit. Yeah, they would have been pretty upset. To not see a Frenchie win, but um, the French took one, two, three, so they couldn't have done any better, and it just made for the unreal end of an epic race. How many worlds have you been at? Have you have you counted? I've got competed in sixteen, I think sixteen, been at quite a few, so I've been very lucky, and I must say it's hard to cap that one, like you said. Like I know we're biased because it's the current one. We had Loic winning, and we had the crowds, but um, I don't know. You just the atmosphere, the energy in the morning as well was quite eerie for me. Yeah, I think I've done, I've raced in 11 or 12 and uh, probably been to a couple more than that. So I've probably done about 15 maybe. So um, I've done a few and I've never seen anything like that. And just to see the French riders on course in the morning, the intensity they were bringing was pretty epic. Like... Um, they were just putting it all out there already in that last practice run. And I was pretty excited just to see that, you know. 
And did you notice, I noticed the day before, so Worlds is a little different. You get kind of an extra day of practice. So it was an afternoon Friday practice. There'd been some rain. But man, between Deprella and Amory, I mean, they could have easily been at race pace in that practice session. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, those were the two standout riders pretty much all week. Between And also Benoit and a lot of the practice oh, sessions. Oh, yeah, of course, Benoit. But, no, yeah. of course. Yeah, fair enough. I just but, didn't see too much of him in that practice session. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've seen those three were standing out all week pretty much. So um, every section I saw them, just full aggression. And Deprella probably was the biggest standout in practice, just how much aggression he was bringing to every run. Yeah, I, I was blown away and uh, I like to go to the finish area and maybe catch like an inside info thing for the broadcast. I caught up with Gwyn's mechanic. He said uh, it, it feels like world champs. He's, he's noticing things with Gwyn that he's maybe a little bit quiet or there's just and he starts remembering, hey, that's probably when he was at his best. It's those sort of things that you remember. And then I looked over and Deprella was, I mean, these eyes. <laughs> if those eyes could speak, I would be worried. Like the intensity in Deprella's eyes and maybe it got too much for him. Maybe there was so much internal intensity and pressure that he wanted it so much Yeah. that it's sort of like, you know, when you try just too hard and you're just over the edge. Yeah, I think that was kind of the story of his run. Just he, he wanted it too much and those, those days it doesn't really go well when you he's had that good qualifier with a crash and then you you just think oh i can win this now and then it probably you're probably thinking about the wrong thing and pushing too hard and then you overthink it end up pushing every corner or just not quite putting together the run that, or flowing at all and in this last run he was flowing but he was risking his life as well in the last practice run. Yeah. So and there it, was flow, but it was just the intensity was like on a next... Like maybe that, if that was the race run, it was race winning. But that's the fine line of downhill. That's yeah. world champs. Uh, Benoit probably qualifying so fast. All the pressure almost shifted maybe a bit to him. Maybe it took yeah. a little bit of pressure off Loic. Loic's number board and ranking, he got to come down earlier. I, mm. mean, he, I mean, he can handle anything, clearly, but... Yeah, I think, yeah, the intensity and, and then downhill goes like that. It's such a fine line to say, cool, I'm going to attack. It's world champs. I've got to lay everything out. But if you get off your flow, I mean, there's like 40 seconds, a minute of track and be affected by one or two, like two aggressive sections. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if, if you can't find that rhythm right from the start gate, and I think even in Loic's run, he already found that with the mistake in the start. He's got that out of the way, and he was like, let's go. And then from there on, he, he said he took some deep breaths across that flat section where you're crossing the drone shot. And uh, from there on, he's like, let's get this going. And and I think that mistake kind of, he built on his run from there. So it was like a warning sign, like, hey, if you go a little bit too hard here, yeah. it's all going to end. But it, it sort of, it actually just like refocused him and calmed him down almost. Yeah, he said one the whole way across that traverse, before the road gap, he's just taking deep breaths and calming himself down. And then he just pretty much put together from there on the perfect run. He did, didn't he? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like that section, and we spoke about it, the first split didn't mean a lot. You yeah. don't want to be too far back, but you could give up half a second. It's no problem. And everyone was going to be pretty similar speed. So that's quite a lot of experience to go, hey, I don't mind losing 0.4 here, but if I'm breathing 
and my race starts like on the road yeah. gap. You know, it's a shorter track for Loic actually. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I don't know how he like pretty much blew out that first corner, the, or the second corner, uh, blew his foot off the pedal, which you never really see from him. Big mistakes like that, and then uh, I think that kind of just set the tone, and then he could calm himself down and do his race run from the road gap. Yeah, I mean, I went and congratulated Jack, um, the team and him. Mm. And uh, it honestly did seem like he wasn't too sure he could put a run like that down with a little niggle injury from St. Anne, the previous injury, middle of the season. So it's almost like he he wasn't ever at the point like, oh, it's mine to lose. He's like, I don't really know exactly what I got, so I just got to give everything. You know, I've got to get. It's not like he, he didn't protect this run. And yeah. maybe Benoit, I mean, he had such incredible pace on the track. He does deserve it. Lives, you know, he sort of bases himself in the area. Um, and, and you can see how amazing of a rider he is. But man, when you qualify fastest like that, <laughs> yes, the prelates and fast splits, but I mean, you're, how do you not think, okay, I just got to get this this bike down the hill and I'm going to be right up there? Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in Benoit's shoes. Um, to qualify fastest, then all the expectations on your shoulders and you'd probably struggle to sleep the night before. The whole crowd is waiting for you. And then at, at least in the qualifying order, he didn't go last, but they didn't True. run That's the qualifying like order. That's almost unlucky. Yeah. Who was um, last down the hill? Um, was Amory. Was Amory, yeah. right? So, yeah, that was pretty cool and a cool story, but almost like unlucky because sometimes qualifying a little chilled at Worlds takes a little pressure off. I mean, back in 04, I shared on my story, Greg pulled a rain game. So he yeah, pulled over that. with 30 seconds to go. They had the umbrella out, the Honda <laughs> racing umbrella, like yeah. all factory. And, and you could play the race game, which you can't now. But that also just takes the heat off you. Um, and, and some people want the pressure and want that expectations. Loik's one of those guys. Yeah. But maybe Benoit's got to get a little bit more comfortable, which is pretty natural, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, it's been a slow rise up for Benoit. And I don't think he maybe would have even expected to be the fastest qualifier ever. Like he for sure probably wanted it. But then to actually be that guy... He probably didn't expect it. Like you got Amory and Tebow, and you would have been like, maybe one of those guys would have just nipped in front of him. Yeah, and then well, he if was the pillar stayed on, yeah. right? So then it's maybe a different story for Benoit. Yeah, like you want it, and then you get it, and you're like, wow, this is so uncomfortable. It's feelings you yeah. you've never experienced. Loic Loic is now, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the most experienced, if not the most experienced, world champs riders of our generation. He's surpassed Greg Minot. Yeah, in in world championship titles, yeah. so he's used to it. Benoit's not, so uh, I I I love watching Benoit ride. I think the way he goes about things is cool. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, we all wanted more for him. Yeah, but I think he should be proud. Like to to deliver any kind of run and not just crash out and burn at world champs in home soil. Uh, yeah. Have you raced? No, did you race worlds back then at home? Oh, I did the four cross. <laughs> <laughs> and would it feel like pressure? Yeah, yeah. Even it was the like, full cross. Well, even just, you know, you put your national jersey on and it's a different kind of pressure. And you put your national jersey on at home, it's unreal. Yeah. Oh, like what Loic's done, what Greg's been able to do. We, we've we've tried to do it. I've had some success at home, definitely, but also, yeah. you know, also crashed and burned in the first turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's your yeah. body works differently if you're not yeah, used yeah. to it. Yeah. 
and you you have to keep your mind under control those days before the race because the qualifying was already the second day so then he had to ride another two days of practice and then race yeah he had to sleep yeah. on the lead technically yeah. for two days yeah. not just one yeah dude troy was uh didn't you comment troy was up at 6 a.m on instagram yeah I saw your comment. You're like, uh, you're up at six, mate, going yeah. for an early run, like warming up. He obviously can't sleep. It's race morning. Yeah, like, yeah. You can't sleep. On race day, yeah, to see Troy up at 6 a.m., I was like, he must be excited. And um, those race nights are sometimes pretty sleepless. And I imagine Benoit probably that could have been a factor. And you, you get pretty tired mentally. Like if you're constantly thinking, oh, I could do this, I could do this, this is my week. And then those thoughts actually make you really tired and I think mentally it can really put you off quite a bit. Oh, it's mentally draining. It's a longer week, right? So yep. you're coming in, I mean, you've known about this race for a year or whenever the calendar came out. Fabian Burrell mentioned he prepared for this race in 04 for a year and a half. That's all he cared about. Yeah. Imagine that. So <laughs> definitely the back of the mind, these guys. And maybe Loic sitting out Mount St. Anne was like, well, it's not worth risking getting down this hill i'm not in the points race so for him uh maybe a little bit more mentally fresh coming in here you know not having race months and 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 getting home but you're right the the mental strain and drain if you're not good at managing that it's insane <laughs> yeah it's like being even myself um having raced ews which is like really physically tiring and then downhill it's a completely different type of tiring and like you just end up mentally drained at the end of a weekend like even any world cup weekend you you're finishing up after the race you're absolutely cooked just from the the focus all weekend like you just want to get back to the house and chill you, you end up going out having a few beers so you can kind of switch off yeah like just like get the like uh, the adrenaline out of your system i i was shaking off to the broadcast and i can only imagine a racer and you know, I think Greg walked the track after practice on Friday. Yeah. He's very methodical. He's clearly fit enough to do something like that. But if you think about the mental drain, so you sleep in after quali. Yeah. Where am I going to go quicker? What do I need to do to this bike? You know, you're just constantly thinking about it. Then you go and do training. Bit of stress with the wet. Yeah. So if you didn't manage that well, that's mentally yeah, draining. Yeah. Worrying about the freaking rain. But we kind of all knew it was going to be dry. So if you didn't, yeah. weren't smart about that, you cause yourself mental stress. And then he's gone and walked the track. So then you're thinking about the track and the yeah. lines. But when you're riding well and you just trust your bike and you trust everything, it's less mentally draining. It's like yeah. a fine line of like putting in enough effort but not too much effort. Yeah, and I think that was the the story for Lloyd. He was coming in with a bit of an injury. Um, so he, he wasn't the favorite, which was probably – a good position to be in for him it's never really been like that for him he's always the favorite so i think um he probably enjoyed being in that position like back against the wall got an injury no one's they're all stoked i'm here to ride but they're maybe not expecting me to win that's like, a great point yeah. one yeah that's a great it is a great point and like i said when i spoke to him it did seem like he honestly wasn't sure he could do it so, yeah, it was on Amory, and then Benoit yeah. qualified faster, and then Deprella's faster. So, like, yeah. no one's... Loic's in the conversation, yeah, but he's not at the top of the pile. Yeah, and he's just a world champs rider. Like, there's no other way to put it. When the, when the world champs are on the line, he, he, they say pressure makes diamonds, and he's a diamond. Like, every single time, he can put it together when it counts. 
and he's got five world championships already. He's 28, I think, so he could still uh, go on to do quite a few more. And uh, Volios, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've, you know, I chat to Martin a bit about his stats. Um, I mean, Volios did seven in elite and never was he off the gold medal. So when he was not getting gold, he wasn't on the podium, right? That one yeah. where Miles won. But he, three of his was as junior, okay? So Loic's got one as a junior maybe. Yeah. Five, so that's six already. Yeah. So he so only needs two more to like match Nico's dominance in the elite world title race yeah that's possible it's definitely possible and the way he rides at yeah. world champs for some reason world champs brings out the best in him and uh i'd love to see him challenge nico they like they're pretty much from the same region him and loris as well which is insane and fabian they're all from their one run region i think that area of France is just super slippery, awkward rocks. What's in the water? Remember, we're yeah. like, what's in the water? Yeah. What's Nico Vulio's drinking? Well, now yeah. what's Loic drinking? What's Loris? <laughs> and De Prella. He's, he, oh, he's down there yeah, as well. He's from there as well. So it's actually insane, the talent that has come out of that one area. And I think it's something to do with the way you have to ride there to not get injured because it's quite rocky, super slippery, and they have to be super precise. Yeah, exactly. Like, Loic's not got a lot of, like, emphasis in the turns. Like, it's yeah. very smooth and light, even though he is putting pressure into the tires. Yeah. And his head doesn't move. He's so strong. Like, it's an incredible riding style. Very unique. Yeah. Not Like, there's body English, but there's not a hell of a lot compared to some of the other riders. Like, the Prella <laughs> is ripping the bars off the bike. Yeah. Amri's, like, stable, but you can see he is He's trying to go forward. Yeah. He's got one mission and that's forward. Um, yeah, it's super unique. That's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like uh like loose dry dirt there in the yeah. summer. Yeah. And and yeah, dust on rocks, which is super slippery. So I think that kind of shapes their riding. They'll they'll ride pretty precise. Like Deprel is a bit more aggressive, but he's younger as well. So I think his youth probably is what affected him for this race, but He's learning, so... It's natural, yeah. isn't it? I've yeah. got so much respect for, for every competitor in the field and a lot of respect for De Prilla, You yeah. know, to, like, he's young and he's and, you know, he's like in a game coming down, you know, the ninth innings or 30 seconds on the basketball club. He's like, give me the ball. Yeah. Like, I know I'm young, but give yeah. me the ball. Like, I want the shot. And, yeah. and, and there's not every rider says that. Not every rider is willing to, to take the pressure, get uncomfortable. And he's going to build from this for sure. He's got... Yeah. And he's had a little like kind of a season that we probably expected a bit more considering how fast he was last year. He could have won the title. Maybe the inexperience shone through there. And uh, yeah, maybe after the season didn't go his way, maybe he sort of backed it off a bit and, and Worlds became a focus and his pace was exactly what he needed come Worlds. Yeah, it just probably did become his focus just from watching him on track all week. He was on the limit every time I saw him. And he, he's one of those young guys that just really pushes the limit. He's not afraid of – he's obviously had some big crashes and injuries, but he's, he's still not scared. You watch him every time. He was like – in his last practice run, he had to duck his elbow in one of the steep parts to avoid a tree, and he didn't touch the brakes. I was like, shit, <laughs> he's on one. 
Yeah, incredible. Well, guys, if you think we're not going to talk a lot about the French, you might need to stop this podcast <laughs> right now because they have uh, they deserve it. They earn it. It was just like Cinderella story. And it was building in the morning. Like I said, race day morning was eerie. Um, yeah. Saw Benoit and Amri go up for their second practice run. Um, it was tense. The fans wanted signatures. Loic, after his run, you could see he needed to get back to the pits because it was a what, there was enough time, but you want to get the bike back. It's world champs. The mechanics are nervous. I was with Marshy, and he's—I mean, he was—he was nervous because because he cares. Yeah. Doesn't want his rider having a crash. Doesn't want anything blowing up on the bike. I mean, he's been through having to swap a mainframe with thirty minutes. So Marshy's on top of his game. But but I saw Loic understand the moment. Stop do a couple selfies. I could see him about to push off and then another person came for a signature and, and big of him because he had every right to say, thanks very much. Come see me after the race. It's not rude. Yeah. you got a job to do. Yeah. Mate. Um, so that was, that was interesting. So the fans, the fans really wanted a piece of these riders. Yeah, and I feel like with, there's not really another sport where they have such close access. And Lloyd yesterday gave probably... I don't know, four or five hours after he's done anti-doping, just signing people's stuff, signing stuff, getting photos. He he was happy to just keep doing that. He hardly even got to go back to the team. So it was pretty um, special to see him taking that time for all the people that were making noise for him and cheering. He, he like probably, you know, felt like he's given back, but there's no other sport where you'd get that access to the top rider right after the race, the world champion, like, they're getting shipped off to an interview and then they're, they're leaving going home. Yeah, and then they're on yeah. a private jet yeah. to like mainstream news channels. Yeah. And, you know, in golf, you win the Masters. It's like, it's a month of, of, <laughs> of press. Um, yeah, but he is happy to put the sport on his shoulders. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard some, some bonus talk. So uh, it's going to be a nice off season for him. That's for <laughs> sure. And deservedly so. The sport... Is, is on the way up. So flippant, incredible. Troy was back as well. That was cool. The wind played a factor. So we got the track, right? So the track, I would say they softened it in a good way. They made it safer in bits. Riders yeah. said that it was really quick in places, scary quick. Some of the berms were maybe not uh, as arced as they needed to be. So it made the riders not look as good as what they were performing down the steeps at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But um, that last straight, man, I wish there was a little bit more momentum and like actual gradient because when the wind came up, you could see it affecting riders in different ways. These are yeah. the best riders in the world. I saw it in practice. They were pushing through, scrubbing, and then race runs. Some of them were casing. <laughs> so the wind really affected that last section a bit. Yeah, through that last jumps, it, it's not a very nice uh, line of jumps. Uh, wouldn't be how I'd build a line of jumps, but... Um Hopefully one day we do get the chance to build some good jumps into the finish area. Would be make for an even more epic finish if we had some cool jumps before the finish. But um, they were quite awkward, I think, and just a weird shape to a few of the jumps. And then with a little bit of headwind coming and going, some riders really suffered. Like I think some guys probably lost two or three seconds in yeah, that I would last track. Easily, yeah. yeah. And they're losing time on the easiest bit of the track. It's Which, so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like all the hard work was done and then it's almost to chance. And then they come into that first little tabletop after the triple 
and they case that already and <laughs> then you're stuffed for the next two. It's um, got to be pretty depressing as a rider to do a good run to there and then lose your time there. Yeah, and it wasn't uh, pressure, lack of technique, commitment. It, it honestly can be luck of the draw because you're yeah. tucking as fast as you can after the old swan dive, Reese Wilson swan dive jump. Yeah. It's no breaks. Um, and if you're casing the jumps, that's not because you don't know how to carry speed. It's a bloody well headwind. Yeah. So yeah, that it, it happens. Uh, that's the sport. It is honestly, there's a lot of uncontrollables. Yeah. The course got beat up. Certain lines that riders were maybe taking could have been more beat up than other ones. Yeah, it's the course. I think got a little bit slower in places. It mm-hmm. seemed so. Like it seemed like a few riders, if you pushed just a little hard, you literally went backwards in sections. Yeah, and also one like one of the early guys coming down, uh, Henry Kerr sat on that hot seat for quite a while before anyone could really challenge him. And then, yeah, it was a lot of guys having certain problems probably in that second sector where Lloyd really gained his time, I think. so. Yeah, and it's the, one, it's the longest sector of the track, right? Yeah. So And it had um, a lot of like time to be made up. Yeah. There was maybe the lower half was like guys could ride similar, but the section that we missed a bit of it, yeah, but there was some. Uh, you would know you up on track if you committed to a few of those like high hops on routes. Like the the risk factor was quite big. We had some big crashes, but if you committed and got a few of those fast like in the tree sections, good, you made some time. Yeah, and that's pretty much exactly what Loic did. Um, that that would have played into his hands. He'd made his mistake, and then he just rode clean, and he uh, was super precise for all those routes. I think, and just probably didn't slow down much no definitely not um but you're right henry kerr it's it's awesome and worlds brings that you know you've got more riders crashing more riders making mistakes because at the top end of the field you know a medal or a win is kind of all you care about it's all you hope for to like maybe get some uh, teams to take notice but then you get these guys that we don't see every day on the broadcast at worlds you see more people on the broadcast so that's cool It's, it's different um, the likes of Oliver Zwar and Henry Kerr having these breakout results, which they deserve. You know, it's not like they had a slow run and fifteen guys crashed. They were on fire. You know, it's really yep. cool to see. Yeah, Ollie um, and his brother Ben. They worked together a bit as a bit of a team, and they were actually doing some slightly different lines in the top rooty section to everyone else. Like, and it was debatable whether it's faster, but it was definitely smoother. Like they're out in the powder, they're sitting up and then they're just missing most of the roots, just diving below and pretty much clipping the pole to do it. But um, no one else did it like that. So it was quite cool to see someone riding a completely different line on the on the final practice run of the race. So Yeah, it's not often you see that. There's you know, there's maybe one or two options yeah. and then everyone, especially at World Champs, a million people spotting lines, there's timing. So uh the French bring out a lot of people. A lot of federations have some support. They bring out their own little timing poles. Loic knows exactly what sector he needs to improve or not, which lines are quick. So it's yeah. it's interesting to to hear that those guys were on different lines and cool to see them get uh, support. They're yeah. able to just focus on their racing and it's clearly helping. Um, yeah. And it's awesome. Awesome to see it. New names in the mix. Um, Gwyn... Uh, I think he's almost feeling his old self. We saw it in Andorra. 
John, the mechanic, said, you know, that 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 I could I could sense Andorra was going to be one of those old sort of Quinn runs, and it was like his mistake in Andorra was like because he was pushing so hard, mm-hmm. and that happens. Like he's he's that comfortable now; he can push the old self and uh, look good on track. Look looked like he was pushing hard and a top ten. It's not too bad. It was always going to be tough to take down the French here. So I think he's I'm impressed how patient he is, and he knows he's building. He knows he might not get uh, a win this year even though he's maybe close to his pace but it looks like he's building big for next year yeah and i think um having dak on the team with him two americans they work together quite well um he probably sees a bit of his old self and dak's kind of he's just really wants it dak really wants it and it's like it's gonna happen for him as well soon enough i think i think dak Dak's like an outsider to win a World Cup at some point. Yeah, he enough. showed the yeah. pace, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, I like I like Dak. Uh, he's he's had the potential to be on the box yeah. a few times. Had the pace in quality, and, and it just takes some time, longer for others, you know, just yeah. to get comfortable, know what process to do in the race run, you know. And yeah, they actually finished um, seventh and eighth. So um, yeah, that's pretty cool yeah. for them. That's that's yeah. rad. It's rad for Dak again. It's a great result at Worlds. Like yeah. it, it is awesome. You know, if you're not going to take a medal or you weren't expecting it, then top 10 is... you got bragging rights. That sounds <laughs> and, cool. And just beating the boss too, so it's a good one. <laughs> uh, you brought it up. Uh, that is that that is egging Gwen on probably quicker to yeah. his old self. Yeah. Definitely, you know, the, the bike they're developing is clearly working for both of them or it was working for Dak, so then yeah. Gwen has to make it work for himself. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, the sport's better when... When we've got more guys in the mix. Yeah, and I think those two work together well as a team. So they're they're both building and they could be pretty dangerous next weekend in Valdesol. Um for podiums anyway, I think. Yeah, I think a, f- a few guys like it's gonna be tough for uh the Frenchies maybe to like get re energized and bring mm. out this much fight at yeah. Valdesol. So I think that opens a door for for like so Gwen Dak. I spoke to Dylan Levesque. He's been having a great season. I said, yeah. you know, this is good for you. If you can stay motivated for Val de Sol, yeah. you've you got nothing to lose there. You just go out with a bang. And the one other person would be Thibaut. Um, he said yesterday there was he he was didn't know what really happened and he's putting it all on to next week now and he says, I'm going to go for the win in Val de Sol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to voice that outwardly is quite gnarly. Yeah, well, we yeah. said he's like, give me the ball. Like, yeah. I'll I'll take the game-winning shot. I'll at least try. Um, he seemed like that when he crossed the finish. I don't think he believed his time was what it was, mm. or his position, right? Yeah. And Benoit as well. I think he went slower than his quality run. You don't yeah. expect that. No. Nah. Definitely don't. Especially like a quality run at Worlds. Like, are oh, they yeah. really showing their cards? Some of them are. Yeah. Some of them aren't. Such a poker game uh, at World Champs because we've got they call it seeding. Maybe they call it time run. Some guys, there's still protection from the World Cups, but they only take 80. Very odd system. I wish they just, you know, limit the field to like, I don't know, 120, and the first few have 30-second intervals. Yeah. And, and like, people deserve, they came all this way. It's a different style. You've got your National Federation jersey on. Let them race. Yeah, I kind of hate that as well, that, that you're cutting out 15 or 20 of the guys, or I think it was 20-odd, 20 to 30 that came the longest that they've probably had the least experience racing at that level so it's pretty hard for them 
And you want to let them have a go in, in their national jersey. You don't want to put them on a qualifying run, stress of that. And then that they probably suffer because they've never done that before. Yeah, now they don't have a final and they've flown all this way. I mean, yeah, yeah it would be nice if there was a way because in the past, everyone got to start the final. Yeah. Um, and we saw it in the ladies. There was a lady from Kazakhstan. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what the sport's about. The Olympics I've, have that as well. The Olympics yeah. have people that are not going to get a result. Let's be honest. Yeah, I have a story about that. it's also about the experience. The girl from Kazakhstan. I'm listening. <laughs> I was on the lift going up and, and she's in the same lift. And um, I was like, oh, she was, so she's stressed. And she's asking me, it was on the qualifying morning. And she's like, I only got to do one run. Um, will they let me start on the on the qualifying morning? Because she didn't know the rules. She thought that it was two practice runs on, on qualifying day. day, day yeah. yeah, but it's actually two practice runs through the practice session before qualifying, so you can start the qualifying. So she was freaking out that she wasn't going to be allowed to start. And then, then I asked her, oh, like, where do you come from, Kazakhstan? And my bike got lost on the way. <laughs> so Air France lost her bike, all her gear. She's on a rental bike with a rental helmet. <laughs> no way yeah. and no goggles i no saw goggles. that yeah no goggles a rental helmet and racing at the world champs <laughs> oh well, what a commendable effort <laughs> yeah. i mean but that's the stories that's what the world champs is about yes yeah. we've been hopping on about the winners and the pointy end of the field but world champs yeah. uh, encompasses everyone and all the stories and, yeah. and and people that this is sometimes their first international race and they are they're in the deep end yeah. I remember having to talk to some of the juniors. I was a junior from South Africa going over for my first world champs. You've got to calm them down. You're like, guys, you have never never ridden a track like this. Yeah. It might look like you've ridden routes before, but you haven't. You haven't ridden world <laughs> champs rough, slippery, gnarly, you know, four-minute track in the Alps. It's it's a different ball game. Yeah, that's, I don't know, it's, it's cool to see everyone get their chance. And from whatever whatever country they come from, they deserve to be there. And I like to see the World Champs being that different race of the year where everyone gets to come together. doesn't matter what bike you've got. You can have a go. If, you, if you're good enough in your country, then you're good enough to be there. But it's definitely going to be tough if you're coming from somewhere riding a rental bike and uh, trying to race the but World Champs. I mean, champs. shame. So, like, the person that needed that to happen to her the least, yeah. it happens. To, I mean, that's yeah. life. But she did. She did you know, tell she, me that the was rental, a, was bike, rental was bike was better. better. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we could have lent her some goggles. Like yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. You know, the federations come over. They don't always have the support, but often they know a mechanic on a factory team, and you can see them sneak in with a few beers, and it's mm. I need some brake pads. Yeah, and we sneak them some brake pads. You know, it's cool how the industry gets together. There's a lot of love getting thrown down to uh, the people that don't have a lot of support, which I do really I like about the sport. Yeah, and it's uh, most people already know someone within the sport, so it's quite good for that. Yeah. Um, but if you're coming from Kazakhstan, you don't know anyone. So, yeah, I'm sure there was plenty of riders out there that would have given her some goggles. <laughs> Shame she's probably too nervous to, yeah. to ask, as you would be. I mean, holy hell. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Um Greg Menard's in the field. I joke that uh, it's good they let him out of the old age home to come and defend <laughs> the title. Yeah, he looked up for the challenge. I think he could have had a fair go. I don't think he had the run. 
he wanted. Quali was a bit slow at the top, but he's such a tactician. I knew he knew where to make up the time. I think he didn't have everything on his bike go the way he wanted as well, it seems. But just maybe one of those runs as well, pushing a little hard in sections, few mistakes. So, geez, I mean, that's just... Speaking of, like, incredible feats, to mix it up with these guys at <laughs> 40, he's almost 41. Yeah, 41 years old and even just to finish 11th, on he qualified a, seventh, yeah, you know. Yeah. He finished eleventh, but it, that's on his bad day. When he crossed the line, I could see he no, was. No, that was not. He was not happy. I went in the yeah. tent afterwards to, to say I was pulling for you, and uh, he was distraught. Like yeah. he was pissed off. You know, he really wanted to give it a go. Yeah, I've not seen him that disappointed after a race for a while. So. Um, yeah, because he yeah. takes it pretty well. Yeah. You know, getting into the age as you have yeah. to, you're not going to perform at every race, but. He's a rider that needs the big stage to perform at his best, you yeah. know, because it must be tough for him to keep getting motivated every yeah. week to hurdle down these hills against these youngsters. So the world champs will bring out the best in him for sure. Yeah, and I don't, I don't personally understand how he even does it. Um, even with Peter, you saw when he got into the age that Greg is now, he was he was going back a bit in the results list, and. Uh, Greg doesn't seem to be allowing that to happen. Like to see him so pissed off after an eleventh yesterday, which most people that would be a dream result at the World Champs at forty, yeah, <laughs> yeah. forty and three quarters, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That most people wouldn't even be able to fathom getting that at forty years old. So that's a dream result for a lot of young riders. Um, and yeah, then he maybe was maybe he's going to be fighting in Valdezol. I mean, that's where he won <laughs> yeah. the World Champs title last year. So maybe he saves. His season, not that he needs to save his season, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he, you he, can save a season at the last World Cup or at mm. the World Champs at the end of the year, so that could be pretty interesting. Well, you're you're only as good as your last race for a lot of people's short term memory these days. Are uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. The people that sign contracts, yeah, they love to look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it does help. Yeah, you're top of mind going yeah. into the off season, going to contract negotiations. A lot of a lot of that talk, not a lot of riders available from what I can gather. Yeah. So there might be a few guys that get really good deals because it's supply and demand at the end of the day, yeah. hey, Wynn? Yeah, pretty much. And if you're looking to form a, a new downhill team, it's pretty hard to find a good rider right now. What, what do you mean? Well, I'm pretty what sure there's team? some new teams coming. You think? Yeah, I think so. That's exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. Some... Some new brands or current brands stepping up. What do you What do you think? I think uh, current brands stepping up to bigger teams. Um, and that's cool, man. The sports in a good place. Potentially some people from the past coming back to manage teams, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, nice. We'll uh, We'll drop some more news when we hear more, or we're yeah. allowed to. Hopefully, uh, we hear more soon. Yeah. Yeah, we might have heard, but we might have not. Who knows? <laughs> that's the fun part. Yeah, it's always good fun this time of year all the rumors come out and um people like sven like to check what's going on with everyone he's uh <laughs> he's a friend of the podcast uh sven's just too busy at the races that's why you're not always hearing him on the podcast but he said get win on <laughs> get win on he's been on track and and i love having win on it was a great shot because sven's do a podcast yeah so uh but he's just too busy uh fueling the rumor mill <laughs> uh getting himself Almost arrested. almost arrested to get the shot for you guys. So if yeah. you see shots of the hot seat area from Sven, 
you need to thank him because he risked life and limb and maybe a night in jail for those shots. So yeah, uh, that was that was that was definitely pretty cool. But yeah, it's the sports in a good place, and they're investing in downhill racing. And why not after that race? Yeah, dude, if you're a if you're a brand, and you were thinking of doing what you just talked about, you're definitely doing it now. You're yeah. saying we want to be in the fight. Yeah. We want to be that. That's amazing for the sport. Yeah, we. If you came to and watched that race as a any sort of brand or marketing manager, you're like, shit, this is pretty good. It, it couldn't be better. No. No, it's not. And um, equally as good was the ladies' race. Yeah, for uh, sure. I'm not saying we won't jump back into men or some tangents, some untold stories, but wow. And I feel for Miriam. Uh, it unfortunately became sort of hers to lose, although <laughs> did Valley play a little bit of a poker game to take the pressure off because she's qualified fastest before. Yeah. She's had a crash on the last turn here with a great run she's been through a lot of ups and downs and and miriam i don't even know how hard she was trying she just had a great quality run and she smashed everyone by almost seven seconds we know cammy wasn't going to be on her best so heroic effort so yeah what's your thoughts jumping into the ladies yeah i think um miriam probably coming in with that seven second win in qualifying would have been like probably put Again, once again, the pressure was on her, and the, and then that crowd home race, it probably all just snowballed, and then she didn't ride probably exactly as she would have liked. I would say she was pretty disappointed. So yeah, and she yeah. mentioned she dragged the brakes down the bottom, and and I would think it's almost subconsciously protecting a clean run. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what happened. She's sort of drifting time all the way to the bottom, but was decent at the top. I mean, how do you go out there and attack 110% when you had a seven-second margin? Yeah. Yes, you're not sure what your other riders did, but if you kind of hear they didn't have a crash, like they're not going to... I mean, yeah, how did Valley sandbag that run? (laughs) Maybe a little bit, clearly. Yeah. And Nina stepped up as well. So you've got to know, okay, the ladies are going to come hungry, so i got to go out there. But yeah, she just said she kind of rode a bit conservative, especially down the bottom. Yeah, and... You can't really start a world championships winning run in protection mode, so I don't think that's the way to race world championships. You have to want it all or nothing. It's an all or nothing race. It's like you've got to put everything in that on the line on that one day. Yeah, but I mean, so she goes out all or nothing. I'm going to win by five seconds because yeah. these ladies are going to step it up. But I got this, and you want it. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna kick yourself. But I wonder. She probably, I always would rather, if I yeah. know I was committed and I had a crash and I felt like it was a racing incident, you know, at least I knew I gave it my all. And, I, and, I, and she did. She should be proud of dealing with that pressure. So it's a fine line of like crashing out knowing I tried as hard as I can to win this race or I, I ride a strategic race and I got a bit conservative and now I'm third. Like it's, it's a really tough pull to swallow for her. Yeah, She is two-time elite world champion. Yeah. And I think I think they should be proud. They handled what is no one can understand the pressure no. of being a French rider. Now you're sleeping on the lead for two nights, not yeah. one. So, uh, yeah, I feel for her. Um, I think she's the most incredible rider, great for the sport, been through a lot of ups and downs. And, um, yeah, you can't win them all, as they say. No, you can't. And it's a tough... Unless you Loic. <laughs> yeah, Loic seems to manage well. But... Um, it's pretty hard. 
and it's a tough sport. If, if you're the home crowd favourite here in France, then I can't imagine the pressure. And she was the last rider on the hill, I think. So that that also adds to it. Being the last rider down the hill in France, it's got to be kind of stressful. Yeah, but she can't say, ah, oh, this non-reseed thing's crap because she qualified fast. She yep. would have been last yep. anyway. So she didn't. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, so tough. Nina Hoffman said in Mount St. Anne, like she's going to come here for the win. Mm-hmm. so comfortable now, like with Steve Pete and the syndicate. It's cool to see. You could see in the beginning yep. of the season, it was quite a lot for her. Yeah. And then she got the monkey off her back at Fort William Wright. Yeah. And then, yeah, she's also like a breath of fresh, fresh air, I think. Yeah, she's... She's having a good time. Yeah. She's fun. Rips her sleeves off in the US <laughs> for the podium. Like, yeah. it's cool. She's definitely bringing a bit of a vibe to the women's field and, and just... That's a good word for it. Yeah, yeah. she is. Eh? She's like, yeah. we've got a vibe. It's not just yeah. the guys that yeah, are yeah. cool. And she's always excited in the interviews. Um, yesterday, she said, I'm I'm coming for that next spot in Fort William. So let's go next year. Like, she's already fired up for that. So she's got the silver. She, was, she said that was already a dream realized and... Um, she wanted to win, but still silver's a dream, and she was so stoked. Yeah, as it should be, right? I mean, if you get offered that before the race run, you literally grab it with both hands. Of course yeah. you do. A valley hole. I mean, this might be the floodgates opening. Mm-hmm. To get this monkey off her back after, you know, it's been documented. She's had some challenges with race runs because there's a lot of expectations. She was yeah. this phenom junior. Yeah. And she shows the speed and the style and, and the way yeah, she yeah. rides that bike. Like She's destined for an incredible career. Um, wow, what a run. Yeah, I think sometimes even people forget how young she really is. So she's learning as she goes. And there's been quite a few mistakes, but they're in front of everyone while being the fastest qualifier or whatever. So the pressure's been huge. You've got your pressure, the team pressure, everything. If... If you qualify faster at a World Cup, well, then everyone expects you to win. And she came in as the hot favorite who was going to win everything. But she's still only, I think she's 20 or 21. So I heard it was maybe the youngest woman's elite winner since Anne Caroline. I haven't looked up that yeah. stat. That's, that's yeah. cool. I know it's the first Austrian. So yeah. that's huge. Uh, elite title. Yeah. So she was... Elite 2020 was where she got injured, right? Yeah. For well, that was going to be her first shot at the title. Yeah. And then 21. So, yeah, so she was turning 19, turning 20. So she's either turning 21 or yep. not even 21 yeah. yet. <laughs> Which is insane to be at such a level already at that age. She's got a long way to go in the sport if she wants to keep going right into her 30s, like um, Miriam is already. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Rachel, you know, with all those titles. Yep. I wonder if we'll see her back. Yeah, I hope to see um, Rachel come back again next year. She, it was cool to see her do a race, and I hope to see her come back and do a season and maybe like as a final sign-off if, if she wanted to put everything into it. But I imagine that's pretty hard as a mother as well to to have that time to, to be able to put into it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can't even speak to that. It must be a, a really tough choice. She probably yeah. does want to, but yeah. then like the reality of the training and the risk you put on your body. Yeah. And you're living for someone else now as yeah. well. You know, the f- maybe the fathers are able to do it easier. Yeah, potentially because they, 
the mother is the key role for a, a child and the baby needs the mother more than the father. So Definitely in, in the younger, yeah. formative years, absolutely. Yeah. And I'd hate to see what... I, I'd hate to be in that position to to go racing and be a mother as well. So it's impressive what she's already done this year, even with not, not much training at all. Yeah, no, she hasn't done the training. And uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, like you say, come back and have a celebratory year. Yeah. It's tough, though, because once you get in the <laughs> gate, you get competitive again. Yeah. But uh, she could easily come to the sport and the sport would embrace it. Mm-hmm. They already did when she came back in Lenzerheide. And, and she thought she was coming back to an easy race and it definitely wasn't that. So um, it was great to see her back and still kind of in the battle. Not quite as she would have liked, I think. But she was still right there considering she hadn't done really any training. She wasn't strong. She said she constantly goes on about how she can't do many push-ups. So... That must be her measure of strength. But um, if she gets strong this winter, she's got a whole winter until June. So it'll be cool to see her back. Yeah. And uh, Cammy, I mean, what yeah. an effort. I mean, I stupidly or not stupidly, but I had to ask because I passed her in the pits. Mm. And I need information for the broadcast. So I said, you know, how are you feeling? I noticed she kind of looked at me like well, crappest question ever. But I was like, <laughs> well, I'm trying to gauge. I said, yeah. are you... Are you improving day by day or is it getting worse? Because I know she's in a lot of pain. Mm. And we know she's not going to have a lot of strengths. Two weeks and five days out from a surgery. 18 screws in that shoulder. She was in a lot of pain. Mm. And she got fourth, right? She came down in fourth. Yeah, down in fourth. and I mean, I don't know if she's even riding at 80%. I don't even yeah. know. She's so technically sound and, and gifted and mentally strong. So... Um, yeah, it was clearly a clinically smart run, but you couldn't push that hard if you're in pain and you don't know how it's going to hold up. So awesome to see her even start the race. Yeah, unreal. Um, collarbone doesn't heal in two weeks, so that thing is only held together by the screws. And uh, she's she's somehow managing to ride through that. I, I'd hate to imagine the pain and, and hitting all those holes, the holes that come out for a finals day, and especially with extra practice days at the World Championships, are pretty ridiculous. And she managed to hang on to it. She almost uh, got that third spot from Miriam too, so she was less than a second off. Imagine that. Yeah, that would have definitely hurt Miriam as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's point six off. Yeah. No, okay, point eight. But yeah. still, that's nothing in downhill. Yeah. Uh, especially on a track like this. Uh, Stacey Fisher is a standout ride from Great Britain. That was a very cool. Strong ride. Yeah. yeah. I think she's got MX background. Is it her? Yeah, I'm not I sure. Think it's her with the MX background. Uh, and uh, also, Eleonora deserves a shout out. I think she qualified third. She's just been building. She looks great on the bike as well and, and crashed out. You know, that's yeah. world champs. You could see her checkers or wreckers. Yeah. Crashing out and still seventh. Impressive ride. Um, Stacy, I don't know much about, but... Um, oh, I don't think we really yeah. do, which is yeah. the cool thing, right? Yeah, I would have She's interviewed... very, like, inexperienced. Yeah. I would have done an interview with her yesterday, but I forgot to do the uh, privateer award, so we've got to do it later today. Is she getting... Is she, she, uh, is she a privateer in your books? I think so, yeah. She's just... Oh, she awesome. was just here with one other guy, and, and then I checked out her social. It doesn't look like she's got many sponsors, so... To roll into six at the World Champs as a privateer is pretty unreal. Done. Give yeah. it to her, yeah, yeah, 100%. So explain a little bit of this privateer award. Some people might not be caught yeah. up on it. 
You're doing that at all the World Cups and you fundraise through the GoFundMe still? Yeah. Um, Shit, I'm, I'm, I'm slacking. And you uh, listeners are slacking too. Let's get some cash in there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's through the GoFundMe with a couple of sponsors as well. So we've got, um, I think Shimano's on board, uh, 100% Wahoo. And um, we're giving away currently about 2500 per race to the really? best Really? That's yeah. awesome. Hell yep. yeah. That's more than uh, second place at a World Cup gets. Yeah. First might get a little more. Yeah, first 3-7, I think. Maybe, yep. I don't know. Yep. It's not a prize money-based sport, but it's still crap. Yeah, it's definitely crap. But um, if I can give a privateer two and a half grand, then it goes a lot further than those top guys need their prize money. So, Dude, that's cool. Yep. And I, lo- I love that. And guys, um, just hit up uh, Wyn if you can't find the link, but I'm sure it's on his page. Yep. And... Uh, I did in the beginning of the year, but um, I've called myself out, so <laughs> I need to donate. Uh, that'll be pretty cool. But yeah, great run, great run from her. Yeah. What other standouts have you got, or things that impressed you, or stories? Uh junior race. I would go to that. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Jackson Goldstone? No, actually, I was. I felt kind of bad. I was standing behind Jackson's parents without well, realizing. You, yeah. yeah. Sh- oh shit! What yeah. happened? And then. Um, Jackson was coming down, he was 0.6.6, and then 14 came up. And um, I was like, shit, he's champion, Jordan. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I support both of them. I oh, said, as we do, yeah, I think yeah. they've both been incredible. And yeah. all the juniors, there's been other guys on the podium. It's not just been Jackson this year, even no. though he gets more of the hype, right, yeah. in the media. Yeah, and I feel personally that Maybe him not winning yesterday isn't a bad thing for him. You probably don't want to ride the high too high into that elite season. So I think that that kind of, I don't know, puts a bit of better approach on his elite season. And he comes like in more fire in the belly, yeah. don't get complacent. Like, yeah, dude, not this too isn't confident. Simple yeah. to win everything or, or step up. Yeah. So I think okay, it, that I helps. Agree with that. Yeah. And you don't want to come in as like the the only guy so it's jordan as well now the pressure's on jordan going into elite now now it's going to be interesting to see can they do these same performances in the elite category it's a whole different ball game don't you yep. think win yep. and i have utmost respect for these youngsters i cannot believe the time they're doing especially on yep. long tracks brutal tracks yeah um but it is a different ball game when you uh, step up you're on a factory team but in the elites and you have an off race, you're getting 35th. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe worse. Yeah, yeah. Or if and you, that doesn't feel good, even though the nah. times are close. If you make a mistake in qualifying, you might not qualify. So <laughs> it's. There's that. It's yeah, you could pretty, crash out. Yeah. yeah and then and that hurts your confidence, your momentum, yeah. definitely. And the first World Cup, they're not protected normally. So I think, or they might be now, but they're you not. You think so? Yeah, they that might be now. That would be a cool yeah. rule, but. This whole protection is interesting. I think they need yeah. to build more clauses in me personally. Yeah. But um, they are also learning to deal with pressure. Yeah. So uh, in other sports, you know, when youngsters win in all different categories and they stay and they don't move up too quick, they learn to win. Yeah. They, there's pressure. Hey, I'm yeah. the fastest on this hill. I need to get down. And, and, and Jordan and Jackson have been learning to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So when they get into that moment of qualifying fourth, yeah. which is going to happen, yeah. Or whatever, third, fourth, seventh. Yeah. Hey, I need to then go back. Hey, I did this as a junior. I just mm-hmm. stick to my process, etc., yeah. etc. So that could help them as well. But also, yeah, you go to the top of the hill 
as an elite rider, it's a whole different game. It's yeah. the top of the hill as a junior. It's eerie, yeah. eh? Yeah. And you qualify near the, the pointy yeah. end. I mean, there's there's so it's quiet up there. I remember my first time and it, it wasn't enjoyable. I was like, I always wanted this. And then I got there and I'm like, shit, this is not really that fun. Like I'm used to having a joke and a laugh with the mechanic and it was like there's still quite a lot of guys around. So half of them are like having a laugh, some of them. And this is back in 2010 or so. So it was kind of, and then I qualified fifth and I was like, shit, there's no one here. And Greg Menard's yeah. not listening to your jokes and laughing. He's in his no. own or what? He started before me. <laughs> and I was like, shit. So I go into the gate behind him and then you've got longer gaps as well. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. There's like three minute gaps and yeah. they call you up early and you're like, I don't want to sit in this gap and overthink this yeah. shit. So, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. And, and it's, a lot of high it's a high stress situation to be at the top of the hill even just if you're up there if you go up there if you get the chance even as a spectator just to hang around outside the riders area but just to see what's going on at the top of the hill sometimes it's a whole different energy up there you know the only other place i've felt that same energy was on the start grid at a motor gp race and you just feel the riders you energy. get to be on yeah. grid yeah and can you you can feel it, right? Yeah. It's quite hard to describe. People are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. But I think maybe being a past racer, you can yeah. like sense the energy of a yeah. rider. And that's what I sensed on morning of race day. Yeah. And it was just practice. And I was yeah. like, oh, this this is it. This is World Champs morning. This is mm. not practice anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's different to a World Cup as well. So you just look at the riders' faces and eyes and you can feel the energy of them wanting that result. It's pretty special. Yeah, those Deprilla eyes. I brought it up again. <laughs> I cannot describe those properly. It is I reckon gnarly. straight killer. <laughs> I said, I said, if you offered a few riders there to eat someone's a competitor's finger and then they get the win, <laughs> Amory and Deprilla would probably put their hands up, yeah. and then Deprilla would just eat the whole arm. Yeah, he wants it. He's hungry. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's. I can't describe it either, but it's he's like ruthless in the face pretty much when you look at him before the start he wants to kill the track <laughs> and anyone in its way yeah. including competitors definitely yeah yeah i thought bernard kerr might have a go and uh, maybe just one of those runs not like too far off maybe three seconds off a podium yeah and like we said there was sort of wind yeah there's that fine line of pushing a little bit too hard i spoke to a few riders yeah the prela down in 18th so that is devastating but it was just one of those runs that if you didn't find that race flow, you just mm -hmm. attacked or late braked in a few sections. It just had this compound effect. Yeah. So that that was uh, pretty interesting. But Lucas Shaw, I think that's a pretty strong showing coming back. He hasn't a lot of bike time. So that's cool Cool from him, just back up there. Yeah, he said to me, if anything, I was not going to miss this race. So I think that was his approach. Maybe he wasn't 100% ready, but he's like, I've got to be back for this. And then just to put down a great run for 12. The time gaps are so tight around hit that position, so he could have improved quite easily, but he's he's done a great ride there to be in 12. And the speed's different. Yeah. I mean, yes, they ride this quick at a World Cup, but there's just that like extra little bit of intensity, which we spoke yep. about a lot in practice, which then yep. leads to, if it goes well, like a really, really fast race run. Yeah, and watching him all week, he definitely ramped up steadily like he was taking it pretty steady throughout the first days and he ramps his speed like he's quite a 
consistent and like quite safe rider versus some of those young guys. So um, he's done really well to ramp up to get a 12. And what about uh, junior women? Jenna Hastings. Yeah, New Zealand. That must be pretty cool for you. You can talk a little bit about that. And Gracie Hemstreet's also had a good year, but narrowly missing out. But um, shit, that's very awesome. Yeah, um, it's pretty awesome to see Jenna taking the win. And um, it's actually 18 years after Scarlett Hagen won on the same course, I think. Really? Yep. As a junior? Yep. That's cool. I remember her. Okay. Yep. So another junior New Zealand title, and you've had in the men as well with uh, Cam Cole. Yeah. Who's, uh, your, well, he's your team manager. Yeah, Cam Cole's our team manager. So Speaking of other former riders coming back, which I think yeah. is really cool, good fit. That must be awesome. That must have been a good feeling for New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Brooke McDonald was junior world champion as well. Of course, so, Canberra. Yeah. Of, of course, you guys yeah. have got quite the junior record. Yeah, yeah not that's too bad. awesome. Yeah. That's very so, cool. That's cool to see, and um, she's riding for the pivot team with Bernard and my brother Ed. So um, they've had a pretty good weekend. That that probably made their weekend. Yeah, and they might have won won the pit party as well. <laughs> there were definitely a few burnouts in the pit, <laughs> yeah. pivot pits. Yeah. Bernard's brother, which uh, it's France. <laughs> it gets a little wildier in the town, but uh, from what we hear, not as bad as two thousand four, mm-hmm. um, which is good. I think the riders have matured a bit. There's a lot of fun that happens, especially. After Worlds, I mean, you need to release that that adrenaline yeah. and that pressure you've been feeling for a whole week or a whole year, right? Yeah. Especially the French. Yeah, it's it's you've really got to let your hair down sometimes, and um, a lot of people were last night, so there'll be some sore heads this morning. Yeah, I think me and you both uh, we're showing our age or our experience, but uh, we're recording this podcast early on Sunday morning for you guys in person, which is fun for me. I, yeah. I do them remote a lot as well. Um, it's nice to sit with Win. Um, definitely, they are going to be some insanely sore heads. Yeah, uh, but Leger delivered. Leger is a venue that needs to be on the calendar as much as humanly possible. Definitely, and. It, I think it just shows going to venues where it's like a main riding destination, how the crowd can be here. Because everyone, if you're from the UK, if you're from France, you're going to go to Morzine or Leger to go riding. And they've all come here to to ride for the week and watch World Champs. The lines have been huge at the Plenty all week. So I've been trying to get in a bit of riding in between practice sessions. But, but it's been packed. It's mental. Yeah. yeah, I've got friends from home that have realized, oh, I think we're going to do a yearly pilgrimage here. Yeah. Um, and they love it. Miles Kelsey, he, um, we do the listener question ones. So speaking of that, any questions, worlds related or bike related or bullshit related, remember to direct message me or I don't know where else. And uh, we can get to those. But I said to him, come on, dude. Right. Like, you might as well overlap with worlds. But yeah, he wanted to come on a riding holiday. But I think now after seeing that, he might go, yeah, maybe we'll ride for a week before Worlds and then, or a World Cup, you know, depending yeah. on the schedule. So, um, yeah, man, if you're a downhill fan and you can afford it or you're thinking about it, get to a World Cup, get to yep. a World Champs. Yeah, and probably I'd say get to one in France if you want to see the true atmosphere. True, definitely. Yeah. For William, I'm impressed with the fans there, but yep. uh, they just embrace cycling. Mm-hmm. I mean... Spoke about it. So, you know, cycling kind of originated in Marin County, they say. Yeah. Or mountain biking. But France as a country is 
just embraced it more than any other country, would you say? Like fan yeah. base, you've got the Tour well, of France, yeah. and you VTT. Yeah. And it's just... They it's understand what it is. It's yeah. in their blood. Yeah. They live for it. And um, it's just all about bicycles, really, in this country. The, the Tour de France probably is the main catalyst, and then everything's fed off that. It's The Tour de France gets 90% of cycling media in three weeks, and that's for the whole year. Yeah. So then you see that France is kind of the home of cycling, really. Yeah, that's a good way yeah. to put it, isn't yeah. it? It's the home of cycling now. There might yeah. be the origin of cycling, but yeah. cycling... Yeah, you're right. Okay, cycling. So mountain biking originated then, but wow. Bloody well, home of downhill racing. Three yeah. on the podium. Could have had the woman. Jeez, that would have been... That is Cinderella's story. But yeah. those three on the podium, as Laura said, you know, <laughs> is this a highlight of your you, you, highlight of your career? And he's like, well, to win would have been a real yeah. highlight. But if I'm not going to win, this is the second biggest moment, I think, in my career yeah. to share the podium with... These are childhood friends, yeah. Loic and Laura's, and competitors, been on teams together, same area. It's a, it's awesome to see. I think the past French were not all friends. No, no. They had mutual respect for each other, but it wasn't like it was now. It's a new generation, and, and it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, Loris and, and Loic are pretty much neighbors, so um, they're like best friends from from birth pretty much. So it's pretty crazy for them to rise to this level and be doing this together. It's pretty cool. Yeah, one day when they're uh, sipping wine mm. on, their, <laughs> reflecting. Uh, on their porches, reflecting of yeah. uh, their life. I mean, that's, yes, Loic won, Loris didn't. Yeah. But to share a podium like that, and you saw the national anthem, and they got Fabian up there. I think that was cool. That was yeah. great. Yeah. He really was an inspiration. He was mm-hmm. a, a world championship specialist as well in his own right. Yeah. Um, oh, goosebumps. We were doing the broadcast. We went to full time from... Woodstock 99 chaos and then get the podium and then you do the podium when you do the UCI broadcast and uh, yeah we had to talk a bit fill a bit of air but to me I kind of sat back a lot I said the pictures are going to do the talking yeah the mood the emotion yes the anthem but just you could hear the crowd yeah you could you could feel the energy yeah it just was something to sit back and watch and enjoy and I think a lot of riders were doing that, no matter if they had a good day or a bad day yesterday. They're just sitting down at the bottom watching this go on and almost in disbelief. Yeah, yeah. so I had to make my way over to Scott in the next week or two, mm-hmm. I figured. And uh, I looked at the calendar and I pitched some dates and some ideas and it was around the world. So I was like, yeah. what if I come before, we do what we need to do and then I'll come on Monday but we need to kill time. They're like, well, we're going to Worlds. I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do some behind the scenes. Let's do yep. some stuff. And uh, man, I'm honored and I'm thankful to have just witnessed that. Really, we've yep. gone on and on. So I don't know if you've got anything else while we wrap this up. Um, I'll just dig into like Amory. Please. I, I yeah, spoke please. To we haven't yep. spoken too yep. much about him. Yeah, yep. good point. And I feel like Amory and Loic and Loris, Amory's more of a competitor than them. Um, or like aggressive competitor. Yeah, I mean, he hungry. I He's think, hungry, yeah. I think he said, I love Loic, but I hate him as well. So In the post-race? Uh, yeah, he said that to Sven. So I think that kind of really paints the picture of their relationship. Like They they do love, love each other. They like to see French success. So 
they're enjoying each other's success, but then he wants to be the guy. But that's the yeah. old school rivalry of the French. Then. Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't that. grow up with, with Loic. Yeah, he's from he a different to, region. He wants to beat his head in. Yeah. And he does it fair and square on, on the track. They're very yeah. humble and respectful after the race, but mm-hmm. for sure that would have been... Yeah, you're right. We didn't dig in too much to Amory. Probably the favorite coming in. Four wins this yeah. season. Yeah. Track speed was phenomenal. Yeah. He did say he was struggling this week. Bike set up a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He said it in the post-race. Hard week for him, he said. Maybe the magnitude and the energy you have to put into this race got to him a bit. Yeah. I saw him in last practice running. He had his phone out. I don't know if it was to a mechanic and he mm. was kind of tweaking his bars and I was like, well, I wonder what's going on there. Like I could feel the tenseness. It was yeah. amazing to be around. Yeah. He's, um, he really works his practice sessions hard. Out of all those three guys, he probably does the most, often pushing back up and sometimes multiple times on the last practice run I've seen this year happen quite a few times that he's been pushing up often i'm the same i'll be like one of the last riders down before you go at a world cup before you go and get ready for the race and that's to get like a yeah. clean fast sector yeah. yeah and he wants to make sure those sectors are perfect before he goes to that final run and i've seen him often being the last rider with the sweeper so he's pretty analytical i think a lot more than he looks like when he rides yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, no, you can see it. He he puts that bike where it needs to be. It's yeah. not just a thrown-together aggressive yeah. run, which it looked a bit like in the past. Yeah. But it's not. It gets maybe a bit out of hand. Mm. But uh, he's tidied that up a lot. Like He's yeah. so stable and strong on the bike as well. Yes. If you were probably to have have a fight but out of all the World Cup riders, I'd say Amory would be the person I'd not want to be wrestling. So, not after uh, yeah. I saw Deprella's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Physically, maybe, Amory. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, he's a fighter. Mm-hmm. Like He's aggressive. He's hungry to win and win at all costs. I don't know. I've kept, I've gone on a lot, but they, they scare me. Those <laughs> eyes scare me. Yeah. Depriller, probably not listening. I've got the most respect for you, but I'm scared shitless. Yeah. Do not <laughs> Fair enough. tackle yeah. me in a fight in a bar. No. But uh, Amory would probably be the bouncer type. So <laughs> he's the bouncer on the door. And yeah, then, then uh, when he puts his hair yeah. in that ponytail at the back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and Tebow's. Are they, um, where are they? South of France? Are they Marseille or something? Uh, Is any one of them from Marseille? That's quite a nice. No, no. Um, <laughs> Amri's from Briod, which is in the middle of France. It's quite a small town. Okay. And okay. It's, yeah, him and his brother there. and Oh, two brothers. Yeah, actually, they've so. got those, those tracks they've yeah. built. They got, oh, and they have that race as well. That's yeah, that little cool. race, I went to it. So Good fun. Actually epic, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And yeah, it's a really small town. Everyone probably knows them there. They're probably the most famous people in that town. Um, and yeah, they've just risen to the top. Amory rose kind of slowly, similar like Benoit. Not not as much, but he it took a while to get there. And he's done a lot of work to be... Even the physical shape that he is now, it wasn't there before. So this has come from his work. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, and he had those injuries to yeah. get through. You know, it was a crazy 2019 season, mm-hmm. and then it was slowing back yeah. to pace 2021. Yeah. And then 2022 has been dominant. Yeah. Four wins. He could have wrapped the title up at Saint Anne. Now he's got to get through Valdesol, which I think I think he will. I don't think he needs many points. I think it's kind of get through qualifying. Yeah. But anyway, we'll chat about it in the next one. But Wynn, 
What else is on your mind? Well, he wears. I his can ha- see you're excited. Yeah. yeah, he wears his heart on the sleeve. It was probably yesterday. I'd say it was the most emotional I've seen him after what was a good performance. Um, he was like, he was just like, I had this dream that I was going to wear the rainbow jersey and Valdesol to take the overall, and now wow, that's really? over. And yeah. he was like, he was that hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible performance under yep. the magnitude of the pressure Yeah, to get down. It looked like quite a decent run. It's yep. not like he caved under the pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, but he just, he got beat. Yeah. He got beat, unfortunately, which you can't <laughs> do anything about. He was gutted. Just hurts. Yeah. Yeah, he was gutted. Loris was probably less gutted mm-hmm. because he didn't know how he was going to perform with what was a way bigger injury than, than we probably know. Yeah. And Two that, fractures. And that what... So it is, hey, because he's yeah. kept it kind of quiet. Yeah, I asked like, him on it's the... It's like, yeah, I've got a shoulder injury, but then other people are like, yeah, there's a freaking fracture in there. I'm like, yeah, yeah I kind of assumed as much, but yeah. he's kind of kept it quiet-ish. Two fractures in the shoulder, and he crashed in his last practice run in front of me. Um, looked like might have burped the tire, but he got lucky to not go down too hard on the shoulder. So he just washed the front in a steep chute. And the crowd was all like, wow. <laughs> and I think probably, like from what I saw, it looked like he burped the tire, so he would have had to cruise down the rest of the run. So he didn't have an ideal practice. And then he put it all together in the race with, with an injury. It just shows maybe the adrenaline that you can put on the line for that World Championships run. I, I don't think he looked like himself all practice. And then he did it in the race. So he's, that's impressive. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't getting the practice and, and probably not building a lot of confidence from practice. Because yeah. your practice, you feel the pain. Mm-hmm. But a race run, adrenaline, maybe some painkillers, yeah. you can definitely bring out the best if you've got the strength, right? Yeah. And if it's just pain, that's one thing. If the shoulder's collapsing, then it's that's a whole nother story. You know, Cammy's probably got a bit of the both. Mm-hmm. The pain and, okay, it's stable. It's not going to fall apart. But if you crash on it, you can damage You're it. You're done, yeah. Super done. And then your overall title hunt's done. So uh, why don't we go hear from some of the riders? Thanks so much to Sven Martin, who was on the show in the last episode and is an awesome contributor to the World Cup circuit. Works so hard, it's insane. And also thanks to Misspent Summers. Go check out their website, misspentsummers.com. They have some awesome content, and you can also find these rider interviews there. Anyway, Omri, normally a second is pretty good, but at World Champs, it's maybe, it's maybe harder than a fourth or a third. I don't want to say. I was just like too far back. It was, it was definitely not a winning one, so... I have to accept uh, that I'm second and uh, I have to accept I was not on the pace for the win. It's tough because uh, it was... I honestly felt all year long I could uh, grab those, uh, those stripes, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, the reality is not the same, so, uh, it's, so it's a bit hard to accept, but what to say, like, Loic have a really tough season and uh, he's won again. He's won again, so... It's, uh, I think the three of you have all been injured this year. All yeah, we, we... Yeah, true. Big ones, too. Yeah, all of us, we have uh, big crashes this year, so... 
definitely is required to uh, push, uh, push us on the podium. So, like, this podium is for the French call. It was insane. All weekend long, like, the pod was here to, to chill for us. So, it was really insane. So, I'm I honestly, I'm really proud to be on the podium with uh, my, my two friends. First time all three are on the elite French world champ podium. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Huh? Like, three Frenchmen uh, on a world championship in France, it's something really crazy. So, I'm really stoked about that. It's not the win. I was, uh, I came here for, for the win, but uh, I have to learn. Uh, I don't know. Not today, not tomorrow, but uh, one, one day, one day, one day, baby. One day, I baby. fucking have those, those stripes. And I hope, uh, I hope. The, uh, <laughs> the one like good point about today, you are healthy to ride in Valdezol and yeah, yeah. I'm healthy to to end up the season. I have in my mind. To be honest, I want to have this fucking white kid. At Val di Sole uh, and shit. fucking win Val di Sole. I know that is. Be the last one quality. That is dream. But I fucking dream. And uh, hey, you'll have the white leaders jersey though. So it's still white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least there is a bit of white. A little bit of white. Not the rainbow. Just wear the white pants and maybe we'll be good. Yeah. yeah hard luck. Um, but it's what it is. I'm. I'm happy for Loic because he is. Uh, he has a really level inspiring. to bring up for world champs. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I will figure it out. Because there is something. There is something for sure. <laughs> Dude, like, it's I love insane. that you guys are still figuring it out. and that's when, when you think it's only one man in front of you. Yeah. In the entire world. Yeah. Fuck this man. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> no, only one. Why? Why? Why did you a little crash or just to sleep or flat I have seriously? <laughs> I love you Loic but fuck you! <laughs> Man, all three of you, I mean shit, to come back from injury, three Frenchies on the podium and you again. I know, it's historical man, like what a day for, for the sport, for France in Léger. I couldn't believe it. I wasn't expecting much. I'm coming back from nowhere, pretty much, and uh, you've looked really smooth and fast in training. Okay. Like when people say, "Watch, Loic, his head doesn't move, his body doesn't move," you were that smoothness again with the pace. I don't know. I was trying to take my time because in Val last year I rushed a bit and yeah. crashed and lost before it was even yeah, the yeah. time to go fast. And this week I really tried to enjoy most of the of the week with the people, with the track. Praying for no rain today, actually. I was Lucky so guys. happy. We're all happy for that. So happy. And the track was able to, to take so much, you know, we were pushing like motherfuckers. Like, the guys so fast. Know, the track's pretty fucked by the time you guys come Like, back. we went way faster than Quaddies, and yeah. the boys were pushing, and and I just I just tried to enjoy most of it. I almost binned it in the first turn. Yeah. And I was like, okay, just let go, man. And uh, I pushed more and more, and I just didn't think so much but my my build-up of the weekend was was good. I fuck you <laughs> Amori hates me right now but I love 
You know the you eight love it. relationship? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but I love him as much as he hates me. But it's what a day, man. It's I can't I can't ask for any more. When anything. you crossed the line, did you think that was a winning run? No. You didn't? No, because I didn't know what to expect. I haven't been riding for some like I didn't ride so much the last few weeks. And I didn't know what the guys were able to do. So I did everything I could and I was gonna be proud of my run. And it was enough to and the crowd, something for the yeah. three Frenchies. I've never seen something like this. Canada with Finn what is good, but this is next level. I know. Hey, big things be told for Finn, though. I know. I hope he's okay. okay. He's okay. That's all we need. Eddie, um, normalist winners only, but you always have a, a nice take on the day. Tell us what you witnessed out there. Mate, Sven, honestly, madness. Yeah. Bruce Moyer, which is Jack Moyer's brother, texted me after I stopped in a section, and he, he actually said, you need to get out of here before you see some uh, some crashes that you don't want to see. Yeah. And then he texts me about... Yeah, yeah, and he texts me about 30 seconds later, and he says, I swear Armory is willing to die for his flag. Really? Yeah, and I replied with... Um, fuck Jacinda, fuck New Zealand. I'm quite happy with my life. Yeah, and you're not willing to die for the flag. Not willing to die for the flag today. But we and did have, because everyone was predicting rain, and we were like, yeah. fuck, it could be Eddie Masters' world champ. No, so I think, like, uh, I think a lot more people would be happy if, if you were world champ versus, like, say, Bernard. If I, if I had one world champs today, because I, like, I, I came across the line, and I went into the hot seat, and I was yeah, like... you were like, I, if it rains now... I was like, I've got... And, and it was raining at the top. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, so it, it, it was doing these super sporadic, like, uh, so massive, it, massive raindrops. It could have, like, really gone to shit. Yeah, and uh, I came across the line, and I was like... Did you actually think there's a chance? No, I Giving myself the best opportunity for some rainbow flags, yeah, and if I had won the rain rainbow flags today, yeah, well, yeah, the rainbows, yeah, I'd be like, you know what? No one would have expected me to win them, and I don't really deserve them. But at the same time, I do deserve them. So fuck the bucket of ice. <laughs> there we go, yeah. bro. But um, talk to us about this friend. Friend, you told me you had to like hide your parents. Yeah, well, um, crazy race. I got my mum, dad, girlfriend, they all came here. Mum and dad rode from Sweden. Um, and it was just going to be a classic. It was always geared up to be. Um, world champs in Leger, 18 years after. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I said, uh, so like the boys watched uh, Earth we never fab one yeah, to yeah. the uh, earth two yeah um and i was thinking today i was like if my rear wheel loses traction i'll just start pedaling because that's what fab does yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh just so stoked to be part of it yeah it's good man yeah it's honestly like yeah i was talking to a fan before and his kid was there and i was like his his grom will remember this nina how good are you multitasking so, tell me about the day. Oh, what a sick day. Loving it, loving every second right now. And you know what's really nice to see? Sometimes people are like upset or sad for a second. Yeah. But you really are happy for it. Yeah, the thing is my first first world champs matter. I think if I get a few more seconds, I'm gonna be pissed, but at okay. the moment I'm fucking stoked. That's so, so good to uh, hear, that's the yeah. attitude. <laughs> and but you've been strong all, all week. What yeah, I felt, I felt real good on the bike. Yeah. So, like all the whole last races, I'm feeling 
good and confident and the whole team vibes just and team vibes <laughs> you guys once <laughs> Goffman yeah of course <laughs> what's uh maybe like one memory you'll take away from this race let go, let like go of the brakes let go of the brakes you were fast this, on the bottom hey? this is what i've done you were like two seconds faster than anyone else on the bottom that, that's what i've done after the river gap i just mm. didn't touch brakes anymore and I was like, Did someone tell you about that, or did you just? Oh, like the guys, yeah. Jack, like, Jack, Jackson said you don't need to break there, and I've never did before. Yeah, but Jackson's crashed a lot, huh? <laughs> but not there. Not there. Fuck <laughs> <Hey>, you. <laughs> yeah, so I had this feeling like, fuck, this is scary, but fuck, that's your race run. <laughs> so it I just, worked. yeah, almost. I did a mistake in the middle. Like I, I laid on my handlebars, went out of the click, and rode like 30 seconds, 20 seconds out of the click. Really? So that was maybe the win, but that is no problem. Like I'm not complaining about that. I'm stoked for Valley. I'm stoked for my second place, and and you're still perfect building. Day. Your career hey, is still hey, building. This is just the beginning. This is just go. the beginning. <laughs> Enjoy the big party tonight. I, I do. I do. Man, what a race! We can't get to everything. <laughs> no. Uh, I appreciate Win coming out. Uh, that was awesome. Go support his privateer fund. Send us some questions. Send him some feedback. This was your Crank Brothers race review. Now, they're synonymous with downhill racing, as you know. And now, celebrating 12 years in a row with that elite World Champs win with a Mallet DH pedal, both in the ladies and the men, and some more podium spots. So, uh, they've increased their product, product offering. You saw the awesome shoes out there. They went pretty viral, the splatter ones, splatter and white. So, guys, thanks so much. Uh, this has been the World Champs review. we got one more race. We'll see who we're going to get on the podcast. Send me some feedback. Uh, thanks for all the support. That's been Windmasters. I'm Andrew Yetlin. You know what to do. Like, subscribe, and uh, peace. Enjoy. Enjoy.